Before we start this podcast, I'd like to give a shout out to all of you. You're doing well almost two years into the pandemic, and even though we're all struggling, at least we're struggling together. All your experiences are your own, and they are validated and heard. Hang in there. And now, on to the episode. Hi everyone, you're listening to the Online Advice Podcast, where I check out platforms where a bunch of people ask for advice, and I give it to them based on my personal experience. Is it helpful? Is it kind? Is it completely unnecessary? Well, only one way to find out. Okay, so I feel like I owe you an explanation for not releasing any more episodes of Online Advice. So here's the thing. If you only know me from this podcast, yes, it might seem like I didn't give a shit about this podcast and stopped recording, but if you knew me in real life, you would also know that I do a bunch of other things, which is I do podcast editing for another podcast. I have another podcast with my partner, Wani, called Relationship, which is on Spotify as well. And I do music and I do streaming and on top of my day job as well. So that is a lot of things. And with my scatterbrain, I tend to take up a lot of new projects and then it gets so overwhelming. And in the end, I just do the most easiest one, which is play video games. (laughs) So yes, I apologize, but I'm slowly getting back to it. I'm slowly trying to get back into the groove of recording podcasts and trying to just get them out there because people need my advice, right? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I think what feels daunting to me is because when I record, I'll have to edit it. So that kind of turns me off a little bit, but also like I can only get the quality that I want when I do it myself. So it feels like a catch-22 kind of thing. I'm not even sure if I'm using that term correctly. So the kind of format that I want to do for online advice is that, as you can tell from the last season, and the season's really short, right? Because for four episodes, I'll put them into one season because there are only four platforms, only four advice platforms that I could find at the time. For example, this episode is going to be YP Love Story. So each season will only have one YP love story episode. And when I do find more advice platforms online, then it will have its own episode. So, you know, four episodes will become five because it will have its own episode per season. So that's how I'm going to play this thing, right? Finally got it right. Okay, so miraculously, I found where I stopped because YP love stories is an Instagram account. So there's no way for me to mark where I stopped, right? But I eventually found it after a couple of minutes of scrolling. So let's continue, right? Let's get it. This is season two, online advice. Let's go. Wipey love stories. All right. I kind of like this one girl in class, but she only can get a boyfriend when she's 16. But we're quite close. She often laugh to my jokes, at my jokes, 
and would always support me unconditionally. It's kind of mixed feelings. Like if she had accept, she, I'd be damn happy. Oh my God, what? English, please. If she accepts, I'd be damn happy. All right. But if she doesn't, then it's like, it's okay. Like I can work on other things. Yeah. Like your English. Now I'm in a dilemma. I don't know if I should confess or not. Okay. So, so this is like a tale as old as time, right? You like a person and you don't know how they're going to react, but this person is saying that they're okay. If that other person turns them down, but yet you're in a dilemma. So the dilemma is more towards how the other person feels. Okay. I mean, let, let's, let's weigh the two scenarios, right? Scenario one, you confess, she accepts, you be happy. And that'll be that there'll be other things that you have to think about, like, you know, starting the relationship and whatever. But from at that moment, if she accepts, then you're happy. Scenario number two, you're already spelling it out. If she doesn't, then it's like, it's okay. La. You can work on other things. So let's, so let's kind of dive deep into that. So it's okay. You can work on other things, work on school, I assume. And if you're in a dilemma, whether you should confess or not, then it's not okay, is it? I'm going to give you an advice that I would give myself if I was still back in secondary school. Young love is fleeting. And if you're okay to risk your friendship for young love, then go ahead. But, but if you value your friendship more than that young love, then you got to think twice about it. I mean, my personal advice would be just keep it inside and wait till you're older. I assume, you know, if you're in her class, you're going to be in her other classes until you guys graduate. So, yeah, don't rush it. Just enjoy the friendship while you still can. Because once you graduate or once you grow older, you know, things change. Feelings change. People can change. So, yeah, just enjoy the moment for now. And concentrate on your studies and thank you okay so the next one hmm okay here we go so i have this older friend and he's really kind to me but i don't really know i like him but i don't know if he does okay i feel kind of scared because my exes were toxic and i'm scared he might be like that too Help, please. Okay. Uh, right. Well, firstly, we all have varying levels of trauma with our exes. And, and what you're doing is that you're projecting your fears and insecurities with this older friend of yours. I'm not going to ask how much older this person is, but let's just put that aside for now. But that's the risk we're all taking when we meet someone new. We have to accept that we don't know everything about them and having these assumptions put on them before we find out whether they're true or not is really unfair for the other person. And so my advice to you would be, so look out for the red flags. Like you mentioned, your exes were toxic. So you can kind of identify what those red flags are. And in my experience with the people who have been in toxic relationships, they would emphasize the need for stronger communication in their future relationships. So I really hope 
that you talk it out with your friend a little bit more and know yourself more as well. There's nothing scarier about going into a relationship unsure about what you want. And you have to play this guessing game with this other person as well about what makes you happy. Because from my experience, you have to fill your cup first before you fill others. So make sure you're sure of yourself and you're happy with yourself. And at peace with your exes. Well, you don't have to be nice to them. That's not, that's not what I meant. I meant to be at peace that their toxicity is them. And you should not blanket other people with their behavior. Because everyone's different, right? They could have similar behaviors, but it's unlikely. Unless you're kind of fishing in the same pond, if you know what I mean. So yeah, just have that faith that you're a little bit wiser after your past relationships and you kind of need to trust your gut. So trusting your gut, good communication, and stop projecting. <laughs> stop projecting your fears and insecurities. Treat every new person as their own person. Learn about them. They're, you know, there's a high chance that they're not toxic. So if he's not, then that's great, right? If they are, then just leave it. And thank you. All right. I, I know I haven't been doing this for a while, but, you know, I'm trying to get back into the swing of things and I think I'm doing okay. I hope I am. All right. So the next one. Okay. I really like this girl. I've liked her for one and a half years already. She like not really socialized and not really interested in guys. I find it really hard to just talk to her as she not really active on social media. And in real life, I can't even talk to her properly because I'm just too nervous. Any tips to get her attention? Hmm. Okay, what I'm gonna say is a little corny but it's true you don't like her you like the idea of her so let's 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 break it down she doesn't really socialize and not interested in guys so what are you doing dude i find it really hard to just talk to her as she's not really active in social media and in real life okay so so here's the thing she's closed off but you like her you you like you like pursuing her right so let's think about what's the end game here, right? So you wanna you want her to be your girlfriend. Is that it? When she's your girlfriend, hypothetically speaking, think about this. Okay, she doesn't really socialize much. Uh, she's really hard to talk to. She's not really active on social media. Let's, and let's remind ourselves here, we're talking about young people, so they still live with their parents, they live apart. And in real life, you get nervous when you talk to her. Right. Okay. So getting nervous when you talk to her in real life, you know, that, that improves over time once you get a little bit more comfortable. But if she's very antisocial or just, or just really hard to grab and just have a chat with her, what if she's still like that when she's with you? Again, I'm trying to put myself into young people's shoes. So you're not living together. You're living apart, living with your parents, separate houses. So as friends, I assume you're friends already. She's already really hard to grab a hold of. What makes you think that it's easier once she's your girlfriend? So my advice, I hate to say it, dude. 
let her go. Just let that go. I, I know it's difficult to think about it, but you do have to think about it. So the best thing that you can do right now is work on yourself. Be your best person. Because I keep looking at your last question, like the question in your post. Any tips to get her attention? And that's how you do it. Learn to be your best self. And when people are their best selves, other people notice. I promise you, they do. You want to excel in studies, you want to excel in sports, whatever it is. Just be the best of what you want to do. And other people will pay attention, especially her. If you're what she's into. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, just work on yourself. It's almost like the last advice, right? Just work on yourself and be your best self and people will see that. And who knows down the road, once you've become your best self, she'll be the one trying to get your attention. How about that? Wouldn't that be awesome? Like it's her turn to feel nervous around you. I was never given this advice when I was a lot younger. So I, I really wish someone did. And that's what I'm trying to impart to a lot of younger people. When we find someone that we're infatuated with, we always want to pursue them no matter what. I've, I've been there. And I hate to say it, it's kind of pathetic. I know I shouldn't judge myself or other people like that, but it's, it's just something that wasn't taught to me. I just wish that someone who wasn't a parent to tell me that, yeah, young love is fleeting. And the best thing that you can do while you're young is to just be young and be your best self. Because you can't just pursue someone when you're still a work in progress. I mean, granted, all of us are works in progress, but even more so when you're still in school. So yeah, so if there's anything that I can impart to anyone who's having the same troubles, it's just, yeah, work on self. Work on self and everything will be all right. And thank you for that. I don't know, it's, it, it's good to have these posts that forces me to self-reflect as well. It's refreshing, really. Yeah, it is. Okay, moving on. Is it worth to go through pain and fights for her man that's been giving less attention and love from his girl? And yet his girl realized that and ended off with him saying that she doesn't have feelings for him anymore. Even though her man was madly in love with her. Would it still be wise to end it off after two years? I kind of feel this is like a rhetorical question in the way that this person puts it, but I know... Two years seems like a long time, but it's really not. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, you can ask any older person, is two years a long time? It's not. It's really not. Especially when uh, we're talking about relationships. I, I, can, I can share a little bit of myself. I was in a relationship with a woman that, well, whom I eventually married. And we were together for a total of 11 years. And for that to end in divorce, I mean, well, shit happens. So two years might seem like it's eternity, but it really isn't. But it's always in hindsight. So I can relate. I empathize and I sympathize. The silver lining with, you know, all these bad things happening, right? To go through the pains and fights for her man. You know, w once it ends, you'll eventually just take stock of you know, what happened in that relationship, 
and then you realize you know the things you don't want in your next relationship and you know you grow as a person because you know what you want so the positive outlook for you know being in and out of relationships is you know you kind of know what you want and if the other person doesn't reciprocate then you can just move on and just grow from that and like i said earlier times change people change feelings change and unfortunately it happens often so sometimes you can't just hold on to that ideal that you had early on in the relationship yeah you just have to let it go and trust me you'll be a better person for it all right and thank you gotta hydrate okay Moving on to the next one, uh, I skipped a few other posts because they're starting to mix themes now. Uh, not all the posts are advice posts. Some of them are rants. Some of them are posts exposing cheaters. So I'm not really going to get into that. I'm just going to go straight to the advice ones. Okay. So this post is a little long, so bear with me. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a short while and he has been extremely clingy. I am someone who likes to have my own life and time alone. Apart from spending time with my boyfriend, to me, my career is also extremely important, so I like to spend my work hours focused on work and off work hours researching and taking up courses. But he wants to meet five to seven times a week, and I even have to work from home from his place most times. And it drives me crazy. Okay, so I assume this couple isn't like school going people. They're a, a little bit older. Okay, so I believe two to three times is sufficient. But on top of meeting in person, he wants to do calls every now and then as well. I tried my best to accommodate, but because of this, I've been neglecting my work. My work hasn't been the best and I'm not meeting deadlines the way I used to. I'm also a lot more tired because I head out so often I don't have time to rest. Now, I often get very annoyed at my boyfriend for minor issues like things he does or say, and I don't even want to meet him or reply to him sometimes. I date with the intention to get married, so I really don't want this to end badly before we got together. I didn't expect it to be this bad. I've spoken to him about this many times, but nothing has changed. Is it wrong for me to feel this way? Any tips or suggestions on how we can both find balance in this situation? <sighs> Alright, um, so the issue is this person wants to focus on work, but the boyfriend has been really clingy. Okay, so I'll give you the short advice and we'll, we'll kind of expand on that, right? So the short advice is put your foot down and <laughs> tell him off. Tell them that you want to focus on your work. And that'll be that. All right, so let's expand on that, please. So taking into consideration, scratch that, don't take things into consideration because you've been pretty detailed with this post. So it's uh, in Instagram, it's like three, like a three page carousel. So it's, it, it was pretty long and yeah, very detailed. So, so your boyfriend has to sit down and really consider what you are sacrificing for him. From his end, he wants your attention. And on a surface level, that's all he wants. Your time and attention. 
right? So let's let's weigh the pros and cons. So what are you sacrificing from giving your time and attention to it? You are sacrificing your work, your quality of work. You are sacrificing your rest time. You are sacrificing your personal time. <laughs> let's not forget, young love doesn't care about personal space. No, you want to be stuck to the hip 24-7. And we have to take that into consideration. So, yeah, you're sacrificing your work, your personal time, and your personal health if you're tired all the time, right? And you are sacrificing your personal growth as well, like all-encompassingly, right? You can sit him down. Like, okay, I said it earlier. He's already sat down. And bring this up to him. Don't tell him off because that's just going to make him close up, right? So just ask him, are you willing to let me sacrifice my personal growth, i.e. my work, my health, basically your mental state, just so I can satisfy you wanting my time and attention? Because that's really all there is. In a relationship, I mean, I'm all for nurturing and letting love grow, right? But if you've got things to do, <laughs> girl, you got to do it. Unless you're going to be a stay-at-home mom and your boyfriend is going to be giving you salary. I don't think so. You have to work on yourself. Prioritize yourself. Again, this is the theme of this episode, actually. So it's working on yourself. Prioritize yourself. And fill your own cup before you fill others. So, of course, not ignoring the needs of the boyfriend. You should ask him, why does he need your time and attention so much? What is he lacking in his own life that he needs so much from you, that it's affecting you, that it's affecting your progress? Again, sit him down again, like for, for the third time, and ask him, like, what is he lacking in his life that he needs to pull so much energy from you. There might be some underlying problems that he's not telling you about. And until you can get to the root of that problem, he'll just continue to suck your energy and then you're going to end up in a bad place, which I hope doesn't get to that. So if someone is holding you back, especially this is your partner, if your partner is holding you back, you have to lay some boundaries. You've got your own life to look after. They have their own remind each other that a relationship is two individuals coming together not siamese twins right you're supposed to enrich each other's lives not hinder it okay you're supposed to be your best selves if you want to be in a relationship you're supposed to help each other be your best selves does that make sense i hope it does you can't just sacrifice so much for one person you can't and i hope this really resonates with a lot of people because no one else can improve your state of being. Only you can improve your own state of being. And let's end with that. For real. I feel like we've done a good run of these advice posts. And yeah, I, I feel good. Do you feel good? Did you learn something? Let me know if you did. You know, each episode that I do, I take away a little bit from it as well. So the advice that I gave on this episode, it's something that... I've never said out loud, but I've always had them in my head because a lot of them are personal experience. And I really hope I help at least one person through it. And if you like what you've heard, 
please like and share this podcast you know tell your friends and if you want to get a hold of me if you want me to give you some advice or you know if you want something that makes it on the podcast hey you can catch me on telegram my username is hey zahir h-e-y-z-a-h-i-r hey zahir and yeah just drop a line tell me that you heard this podcast and you just want my advice or something or something it'll be nice to hear back but until then my name is zahir you've been listening to the online advice podcast and i will catch you on the next one bye